0: what is up everyone it's quinn here and in today's video i'm going to be going through my top 36 running backs for week three of the fantasy football season honestly a pretty tough week for running backs we have some of the elite options out nick chubb out for the season saquon barkley already ruled out we have some other top options who may not play in this week Um, so tough landscape at the running back position but we got to power through gonna go through my top 36 splitting these players up into tiers Um, These are going to be the players that I'm, at this point in the week, assuming are not going to play. So we have Austin Eckler. I don't think he's going to suit up this week. Hasn't practiced uh, so far this week. Also, I think Aaron Jones probably isn't going to go. And then I also think David Montgomery, Justice Hill, and Jamal Williams, those are guys who don't seem like they're trending in a super strong direction to play in Week 3. So keep that in mind, you know, because some of the other guys in their backfield may be pushed up because of those uh, potential injuries. But let's jump into the rankings. So we're going to start it off in tier 1, four players in this tier. These are just your stud running back ones going to have large workloads. Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson, and Josh Jacobs. People may be wondering why Josh Jacobs is up in this tier considering he's had two like not so great performances to start off the season. His usage has still been really strong and the Steelers have been really rough against running backs to start off the season, so I like the matchup for Josh Jacobs. If you guys have those players on your rosters, they're obviously going to be fired up as starts in your lineup. Moving into tier two, we're gonna have Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, Ramondre Stevenson, and Joe Mixon. Some more guys I feel very, very confident throwing into my lineup. Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker have both had very strong workloads to start off the season, like the matchup for Etienne going up against the Texans. Derrick Henry hasn't had like the crazy usage in terms of snap share, but his carries per game are still really strong. He's also been kind of getting involved in the uh, receiving game, which is nice to see i um, going up against the Browns defense, which is tough. I still think he's a great start mid-tier RB1 um, Especially with all the injuries, you know, Eckler Chubb Saquon He does get pushed up a little bit Jameer Gibbs kind of benefits from the David Montgomery injury I still don't think that Jameer Gibbs is gonna be used as like some sort of workhorse I think we're gonna see a guy like Craig Reynolds slide in take some snaps. He is going to appear later on in these rankings. But we saw Jameer Gibbs command nine targets in the week two game. He's going to be very involved as a pass catcher, and then he'll probably increase his carries at least a little bit here in week three. So I like him as an RB1. Ramondre, very strong, weekly like back-end RB1 play. Mixon hasn't put together any crazy fantasy performances, but his usage has been really strong, involved as a pass catcher, just kind of needs to get into the end zone and needs that uh, Bengals offense to click. Now, shifting into Tier 3, just going to be a two-man tier here. Raheem Mostert, James Cook. These are just guys that I feel like have very locked-in workloads at this point in the season. Raheem Mostert is the Dolphins' clear lead back with Jeff Wilson on IR. A-chain hasn't really broken out yet in that running back room, so I think Mostert's a great back-end RB1 option. I didn't think I'd be talking about Raheem Mostert as a back-end RB1 in Week 3. But that's the uh, kind of the point we're at here with these running backs. James Cook pretty much is going to do everything for the Bills except for have that touchdown upside, which I still think is fine. He's going to be efficient on the ground, involved as a pass catcher. He will be an RB1 for me this week. Now, moving into a very, very large Tier 4, and this is where these rankings just kind of get all over the place. Like, if you told me heading into Week 3, I'd have guys like Josh Kelly, Kyron Williams, even like Swift, Zach Moss, all these players locked in as, like, Early to uh, mid tier RB2s, I definitely would have thought you were lying, but that's where we're at at this point. So, tier four Joshua Kelly, Kyron Williams, DeAndre Swift, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, Zach Moss, James Conner, Miles Sanders, and AJ Dillon. So, starting it off with Josh Kelly, like I said at the top, I don't expect Eckler to play in this game. And we saw Josh Kelly operate as the starter in week two, and it didn't go all that well. Going up against the Titans, it was a really tough matchup. His workload was solid. His usage was solid. The production just didn't come. I'm not panicking. I think this is a nice matchup here against the Vikings. We just saw DeAndre Swift run all over him on Thursday Night Football, attached to one of the best offenses in the NFL. I like Joshua Kelly here. I guess it's like a high-end RB2, but a lot of these guys are kind of interchangeable in this tier. Then we have Kyron Williams going up against the Bengals. And I actually kind of want to talk about Kyron Williams, obviously for this week, I think he's a nice high-end RB2 play, but I really think uh, Kyron Williams is a prime sell-high candidate. I didn't talk about him in my uh, sell-high video just because I didn't think he'd be getting as much hype as he was kind of like throughout this week. Um, I think in the short term, he's a great play. Week two with uh, Cam Akers out and Cam Akers now traded to the Vikings. He had a 95% snap share, 87% raw participation, 14 carries, nine targets. That usage is elite. That's fantastic. You just keep firing him up into your lineup in the short term. But here's my concern kind of long-term here. He really wasn't great with those opportunities. Like it's not like he took those 14 carries and dominated. He had the lowest rushing yards over expected per attempt in week two. So he was very inefficient as a runner. We've also seen Sean McVay just be very volatile with his running back usage. Looking back to the 2022 season, people thought Akers was going to be the guy heading into week one. Um, He played under 20% of the snaps and was just a total non-factor. And then it was like, okay, uh, Darrell Henderson's going to be the guy. He logged um, an 80 plus percent snap share in week one. He was released during the season. So their week one starter was released early on. Akers was a non-factor in week one but then ended up um, having four straight 75 plus percent snap games um in the back four games of the season so then he ended up being the guy towards the end of the 2022 season kyron williams slipped in there for the 2022 season with a 70 percent snap share game so this running back room was all over the place And I don't think that Kyron Williams is like some elite running back who's gonna force Sean McVay to like leave him in the lineup and continually give him this huge workload. He's also not a huge running back. So the idea of him having like a 90 plus percent snap share, it really doesn't seem super sustainable. I don't think this is a super stable role. I think he could have work eaten into by a potential free agent coming in i even think ronnie rivers could take touches zach evans even potentially could slide in there so i think if someone is going to value kyron williams as like a season-long workhorse i would definitely try to sell him as that moving forward so a little bit of a tangent there i like him this week but i do think he's a nice sell high option after kyron williams we have deandre swift um kenneth gainwell is not healthy enough for this game I Think you could probably bump DeAndre Swift like I guess above Kyron or above Joshua Kelly. Um, the concern is that if Gainwell's healthy, they go back to a committee. But if Gainwell isn't in there, I think DeAndre Swift is just going to operate as the workhorse again, like he did in week two. Behind Swift, Brian Robinson, he's had a super strong role to start off the season. He's the clear running back one, Gibson's the clear running back two. So I like him here as a, a mid to high end RB2 option. Rashad White really strong usage in week two had a much better game way more efficient and we also saw chase edmonds go down with injury and he was kind of a guy that was starting to filter in they trusted him on third downs with pass protection it seems like he's out of the picture at least for week three so i like rashad white then we have zach moss coming off of a massive workload game i think you could definitely argue him higher um i would like him more if anthony richardson was playing i guess you could go back and forth i think richardson probably makes this uh run attack a lot more efficient, but I guess he would also be vulturing touchdowns. So either way, I like him as a mid-tier RB2. It does seem crazy that we're slotting in Zach Moss as a running back two, just in week three, but that really is where we're at at this point. Behind Zach Moss, I have James Conner. Really tough matchup, but his usage is just really, really strong really want to like the workhorses we have left here. Um, behind him, I have Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has a much better matchup, but his usage isn't as strong as James Conner. Still like him as a mid-tier RB2 this week. A.J. Dillon, um, an RB2 with Aaron Jones potentially missing this game. That's what I'm assuming with uh, this A.J. Dillon rank. Just not a super explosive back. He's not overly exciting, but he'll probably be given a decent workload. Then we have Isaiah Pacheco, who is a really strong matchup this week going up against the Bears. He kind of separated himself in that backfield in week two. Week one was all over the place, had a much stronger role in week two. If the uh, Chiefs go up, I could definitely see Pacheco having a big game here, just, you know, running it out on the Bears to end it. Then I have Najee Harris. This is a really nice matchup against the Raiders who have really struggled to stop opposing running backs. I don't really like Najee as a fantasy option, but I do think this is a week he is potentially playable. With all the injuries and the plus matchup, he is still going to be the running back one. So he's like a back-end RB2 for me. And then to wrap up the RB2s, I have Javante Williams. Solid matchup here against the Dolphins. He is operating in you know somewhat of a committee, but he's the guy getting most of the work on the ground. And he will have some involvement um, as a pass catcher. Then we have Gus Edwards. It seems like Justice Hill is dealing with turf toe. If Justice Hill was healthy, I'd prefer him over Chase Edmonds or sorry, over uh, Gus Edwards. But at this point, if Justice Hill is out, I would expect uh, Gus Edwards to handle most of the workload in that backfield. There are definitely some opportunities that could be given to some other depth pieces on their uh, running back room, but I think he would be the best option if Justice Hill is out. Behind him, I have Damian Pierce, and it's kind of tough ranking Pierce this low, especially in a week with a lot of running back injuries. Um, But I feel like that's where we're at here with Damian Pierce at this point. I still think he can improve on his role in the future, but at this point, just looking at it objectively, he's pretty much like an early down grinder on a not very strong offense and on an offense that has shown they're willing to throw the ball a ton, which does not benefit Damian Pierce because he's not really in there running a ton of routes. So right now, I feel like this is kind of where he's slotting in as like a high end RB3. Hopefully, he's able to get more involved as a pass catcher or put together a nice day on the ground. Behind him, I have Brees Hall. Obviously, with Brees Hall, you're just kind of waiting for him to really build on that workload. Not a great matchup here against the Patriots. We'll be interested to see if the Jets offense can do anything against this uh, Patriots defense. Behind him, I have Jerome Ford. And Jerome Ford is another guy I kind of want to zero in on in this video. I have him pretty low this week, but it's not due to the signing of Kareem Hunt. I feel like a lot of people think that Kareem Hunt is the better option for fantasy over Jerome Ford. I really do not think that's the case. The only reason I have him low is because the Titans are a really bad matchup. We saw it last week with Joshua Kelly, um, really limited his production. The Titans are just a team you really wanna throw against, so it does not benefit the running back position. But when we're looking at Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, I definitely think that Ford is the better option moving forward. Even though they had Kareem Hunt in the room last year, and kareem hunt throughout his career has been a really strong running back the browns really were not interested in bringing back kareem hunt last year or heading into this season they were perfectly fine rolling into the season with jerome ford as their running back too and what we saw in week two was that jerome ford looked impressive he came in for nick chubb he balled out he handled a solid workload so i still think there's going to be somewhat of a split but i would definitely prefer jerome ford moving forward like if i had the choice between him and hunt I would definitely be taking Jerome Ford. So he's potentially a buy low option, especially if he kind of underproduces in this game, a potential buy window could definitely open up there. Behind Ford, I have Tyler Algier, kind of like the first running back to making the appearance here. He's gonna have a solid workload on the ground. I don't know if this game script is gonna benefit him going up against the Lions. They could be trailing, but I still think he's a decent RB three play. Then behind Algier, I have Kendra Miller, and I think Kendra Miller has the opportunity to move up a little bit. The uh, Saints running back room is pretty much in shambles right now. Uh, Alvin Kamara still suspended. Jamal Williams, I would be surprised if he plays this week. We had Kendra Miller, who a lot of people were pretty excited about heading into the season. He has not been able to be active in week one or week two, but he logged a healthy practice here in week three. So I imagine that he would be the guy they wanna lean on. Now, I don't know if he goes from, you know, not even being active, being injured, to all of a sudden being the workhorse for the Saints, but I would guess that he probably would be their lead back, which in a thin week at the running back position is potentially relevant. And he also is someone who could just be sitting on waivers at this point. So definitely someone who's kind of worth an add here in week three. Behind Miller, I have Alexander Madison. I was kind of warning about uh, Alexander Madison earlier in the week. He had been really rough through two games. He was very inefficient, and I just did not think that the Vikings were going to consistently give him a strong workload. I thought Ty Chandler would eventually eat into it. Turns out, you know, Ty Chandler didn't even need to do that. They went out, they traded for Cam Akers, and this is not me thinking that Cam Akers is some sort of world beater who's going to come in and take all the touches for Alexander Madison. I just think neither of them are all that good, so I think this is going to be somewhat of a split, Um, but if you have a few not-so-great running backs splitting touches, the fantasy you know, result of that is not going to be great. I still imagine he's the RB1 here because Cam Akers is kind of getting there late in the week, but I think he's definitely trending down rest of season. Behind Madison, I have Craig Reynolds. I think he could slot into that David Montgomery role. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he just took the exact David Montgomery-like usage. I really would not be shocked, but there's also the chance that they kind of split that between a few different backs. Jameer Gibbs gets some more work. So he's gonna be more of like a back-end RB3 for me. Another guy kind of stepping up, we have Matt Breida, Saquon Barkley out for Thursday Night Football. This is really a bad matchup for Matt Breida here going up against the 49ers. If you were hoping to get something out of him, this is definitely not the ideal situation here. I wouldn't really love him in my lineup. I guess if you're forced to, it's fine. He'll probably be their lead back, but this also could be somewhat of a committee. And then at 35-36, and 36, or sorry, 34-35, we have Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson. Two guys kind of in this Bears two-headed committee at this point. Tough matchup against the Chiefs. Um, just not a super interesting backfield at this point. And then to wrap up these rankings, Jalen Warren, I believe he's the uh, best back the Steelers have. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to be the running back one. But in a plus matchup, if you're super desperate, big league. I guess he is potentially someone you could throw into your lineup or a flex spot if you are really desperate but that is going to wrap it up for my top 36 week three running back rankings hopefully this video was helpful in um you know getting you guys to set your lineups if there are any updates throughout the week injuries someone's uh playing that i thought wasn't going to play or someone uh, isn't going to play you guys can just keep commenting on the videos if you leave a new comment i'll uh, try to get back to as many of those as i can Thank you all for stopping by. Uh, Check out my wide receiver rankings. Those are going to be up today also. But thank you all again, and I will see you in the next one.